Welcome to the Covering All Bases podcast, where we're going to discuss everything that baseball and softball players and parents need to know in order to play at the next level, whether that be high school, college, or professional. This podcast is hosted by me, TJ Moffitt, professor of kinesiology and baseball strength and conditioning coach at Cal State Bakersfield and owner of Moffitt Training Systems, and Bobby Mattia, the owner of the Bakersfield Baseball Academy and Bakersfield Braves Baseball Club. This episode of the Covering All Bases podcast is brought to you by Moffitt Training Systems. Moffitt Training Systems is an online strength and conditioning service that delivers the highest quality strength and conditioning programs to enhance the physical development of baseball and softball players. Training is delivered directly to you right on your phone with videos and written descriptions as well as access to our coaches. Check out Moffitt Training Systems today and take your game to the next level with the best physical development out there. Everything kind of, well, it started, I you know, went to Arvin High School, graduated in 83. Um, difference, I just told this story the other day. So the difference when I played versus you guys today, my high school coach, who's super influential in my life, Bill Satterfield, just an absolute pillar of a man. I mean, it's not, he's, he's, he was just phenomenal for me. Um, put me in check all the time, needed it, had said to me, uh, you're going to go to Southern Idaho. Ironically, I played soccer and I had already signed a letter of intent to Cal State Bakersfield. To play soccer? To play soccer. I was going to play soccer at Cal State Bakersfield. For, I just found pitching my senior year. Always had a good arm, just didn't really grasp pitching in any way, shape, or form. Just threw harder than everybody else. Um, coach worked with me, found the zone, and it just kind of took care of itself. Said a guy from the guy that was coaching at Southern Idaho was his teammate, roommate. I don't remember exactly at Idaho State, mm -hmm. and he got this job. And uh, a local kid, Mike Duncan, out of Arvin, um, went to Southern Idaho. He was the first kind of first link in the chain that went to Southern yeah. Idaho. He was a little, uh, I think, two years older than me. And um, and then it just built this big, long chain of, of Bakersfield kids, you know, going to Southern Idaho and playing at this junior college. And it was funny because my coach said, you need to go to Southern Idaho and play for this guy. And I, I never went and visited the campus. I didn't do anything. I talked to him on the phone. He said he was going to send a scholarship. He did. I signed it. I sent it back. And chose baseball over soccer. And at the time, there was just not a lot of soccer. If you wanted to play soccer, realistically, you had to go to Europe. And I did not want to go to Europe. It's too immature to go to yeah. Europe. Like I said, didn't visit it. Didn't do it. First time I saw Southern Idaho was the day I walked on campus and moved yeah. into my dorm room. A lot of growth. Like I mean, a lot of lot of growth. A lot of uh, you know, still immature even when I left there. And then went on and. Graduated from Southern Idaho, and that's a thing for, I was a kid that struggled in school. Not so much uh, just applying myself, you yeah. know. And, it's a lot uh, of kids struggle with. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, just, I was a jock and, you know, ended up going to a school that, you know, sent out grade reports. I remember my coach telling me, I paid for your school, I can do whatever I want. And I was like, yeah, he's right. You know, they, they paid <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah. He's, he's pretty much, I, you know, I'm the employee. He's the employer. The situation, yeah. And uh, so... Went there and, and got done in two years and uh, went on to UNLV and and 
you know, played there and immaturity went with me and uh, ended up signing, you know, played with the Blue Jays, went through a few surgeries and, and the course, you know, it just, it's kind of one yeah. of those things you just learn to get better as you go. Um, I've been saying to the boys a lot, and this goes, you know, parents, all of us, everybody figures it out. Everybody figures it out eventually, 100%, but only about 3% or 5% figure it out while they're in it. Yeah, while they're still playing. Yes, and that's where uh, that's where I'm at right now with our kids here. Like, be part of the 3 to 5%. As a parent, you know, we're like, oh, I get it now. But now that doesn't mean you, you're just better equipped, you know, to help your kid. You know, back in the day, it's, it's funny. We went to the World Series, played for a national championship. My parents didn't go. You know, parents today are crazy. They go, they they leave work to go watch a inner squad. Yeah. Like, like it's Fly like across the country to see their kid play. Yeah, you're just like, wow, like that's. And it wasn't my parents loved me. You know, I'm yeah. from a very super close family. We're still close. Everything's, but they didn't. They couldn't go. They had to work. Yeah. You know, we lived on a dairy. You couldn't just throw a whole bunch of feet out there, and the cows could eat for a week while somebody was gone. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny how. Uh, you know, the different, yeah, just the kind of, you know, parents' involvement versus my parents were very much involved in everything I did. But there's just the reality of it. And so got done with baseball, came home, didn't know what I was going to do. And thought, How old were you when you came home? 26. 26? Yeah, somewhere after in there. After your second surgery? Yeah, yeah, 26, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like 26, 27, 26, I think. So yeah. uh, now I'm just lost. I was like a freaking 16 year old kid like looking trying to get it seriously and my family uh has been in the restaurant business since 1954 here in kern county yeah. in bearsville basque food so i'm like oh my tia better open a restaurant so i yeah. did that and wow what a culture shock that was um probably took me about six months before i went to family members telling them this is the most insane job how have you done yeah. this for 40 decades. years. Yeah. yeah. Just decades of like insanity. Didn't really seriously. I mean, like really lost for five years. That's another thing. When you get out of sports from a professional level, you're just lost. You don't know, you know, I'm 26 years old. I have a child in 91. My daughter was born and, and I'm like, okay, what do I got to do now? It's like, grow up. And I'm like, what? Grow up? Like, it's crazy. You know, I can't even yeah, put it into it was, words. It's insane. It was baseball for. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just locked into. Eight years. It was doing was what you're job. doing. Yeah. yeah. You, you just, you, you have no perspective on real life. It's, it's selfish. It's and, just uh, what you're it doing. It is. It, you realize it when you get older. That yeah. You don't realize it then, but you realize it when you get older, how selfish it was. Kind of roll with it and go, start this restaurant. I'm just like, this is, I couldn't imagine a worse job can imagine and then in 96 my one of my former coaches called me and asked me if i'd like to come be a coach and i was like at the time i was had my restaurant i was uh coaching at bakersfield high school with rob amble rob amble's the one who kind of got me into coaching yeah i didn't really plan on coaching rob got the job at bakersfield high school we have a history together i'm like heck yeah dude i'll come try it and it became my passion my love my whatever you want yeah. to refer to it as but uh and then I realized I'm way better at this than I would be at anything else that I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of in my and world. You're, and you're how old when you, you figure that out? 31. Yeah. So so I was 31 years old, and I was just like, all right, this is more of a wheelhouse for me. And then stepdad got sick, uh, 99, came home. Um, Where were you coaching? 
before? At Southern Idaho. You went, yeah. I was at Southern Idaho. Bakersfield High School to Southern yeah, Idaho. Yeah, yeah. They got, you know, quit the restaurant thing, did all that, and then uh, went to Southern Idaho, Twin Falls, Idaho. The best thing that ever happened to me. Coach there was just, I don't know, just come a man. Yeah. It was good. And then when my stepdad got sick and he ended up passing, cancer got him. Um, but just came home and was like, need to be home. You know, I'm the oldest. My mom had three boys. I have a sister with my dad and my stepmom, but she's, you know, she's our sibling. But my mom had given birth to us three boys. So it's time to, in our culture, in the Basque yeah. community, we don't do, you got to come home, take care of your family, take care of your mom. You know, so did that and then opened the baseball school 9-9 of 99 and only did that. So I'd remember it. Yeah. Here we are in Make it nice and easy. 2024, yeah. you know, still plugging along. Don't know what the numbers are or, you know, kids in college or pro ball hasn't really oh, that, been kind of one of my. I, I think we have a list somewhere. I yeah, think I'm, I'm sure the there's website, one out there there's, somewhere, but I've there's never a, seen it. I don't, yeah. you know, it dates back to 2000, but, you know, so here we are today, just still plugging along, doing yeah. our thing and. Helping kids. And yeah, just trying to get, you know, so we talk about it all the time, just give them some direction, give them some love, give them some, you know, give them a reason to want to be better. Yeah. Not and, just uh, in baseball. No, no. Baseball is kind of, I tell the kids all the time, God's got a direction for you. And baseball was just our common ground. That's what brought us together. Yeah. That's what brought me here. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The 12, 13 year old kid who undersized, underskilled. And just wanted to play. Just wanted to play, and yeah. and has never left. Yeah, and it's been seventeen years. Has never left, and did not go to college and played baseball. Went to yeah. college and played track, or yeah. Ran, yeah, track, ran track. Excuse me, played yeah. track. Baseball, baseball just ended up not being what I could do. Baseball is what brought us together, though, yeah. and that's something and that track was a vehicle to get me to the next level and get my education, get my experience. Now I'm coaching strength and conditioning at the college level, coaching with our kids, and it comes all the way back to. Come back to where you originated. Yeah, doing you know? little, little camps with you when I was 10, 12. Well, so the, the little things that we talk about, like coming back and 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 focusing on the smaller, underdeveloped kids are right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I know what it's like to be Yes, the one who's couldn't get there because that's what was a major limitation was I just physically couldn't play the game, not at that level. My level ended when I was 14, 15. But I don't want that to be what every other kid has. No. It's Give not, them the they, opportunity to play through high school. To they have play a to huge advantage that you're here. Yeah, it's the kids, a huge the kids advantage that we're here for our kids. Even Tommy, Tommy's growth in the last three years working with me, it's phenomenal. It's not like a, a hardworking kid, but he's he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's you take, there were two, two kids. Yeah, no, all the boys, but yeah. there were two kids that taught me huge lessons Grant Desme yeah. and Tommy Hoppy. Grant Desme, I did not think a slow kid could run fast. I just thought it was, if you're slow, you're slow. It's something you're born with. Yeah. A guy named Jade Molina was a speed uh, running, you know, yeah. speed and conditioning or, you know. The same stuff. The I stuff do you do. Now. The exact yeah. same stuff you do yeah, now. Strength and conditioning. Speed strength work, and conditioning, yeah. speed work. And Grant Desme had come to me and said, I want to be a first rounder. And I said, that's impossible. You don't run good enough. Yeah. You have to be able to run. You can't. There's a whole... There's a whole gamut of stuff you need to do to be a top 30. So yeah. we're talking, we're doing our thing. And so he leaves and comes back. I'll just say two weeks. I don't remember the time frame. How old is he at later, this time? Uh, junior in high school. Okay. So he's like 16. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's 
It's the start of his junior year in high school. And for our numbers, for baseball people to understand, he probably ran like a 7-5, seven, 7-6, seven, somewhere in there. Nothing special. And very, very below average in the yep. world of baseball. Probably average for a normal just kid in high school in general. Yep. Not, not a baseball yep. player, just in general. He tells me, comes back and says, I can't play this fall. I have to choose between playing baseball or hiring this speed and agility coach. And I said, no, we'll do both. Yeah. I got baseball. You go ahead and give. And I actually took the time and went yeah. to talk to Jade. And by the time he was a senior in high school, the summer, you know, graduated and the summer coming out, he went to many workouts for proteins. He was running six eight, you know, and I was floored. Yeah. That this seven five this kid, slow, kid slow kid is that that slow kid is not slow anymore. Yeah. He's a, and, he's uh, above average runner now. He's yes. And and this is I, I don't even know what year it was. This is the early two thousands. Yeah, probably mid, you know, oh five, oh yeah. six, somewhere in there. When did you graduate? Twelve. Yeah, yeah. So it's about oh five, somewhere yeah. in there. And um He's running pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. he's going. I'm like, wow. And he ends up not getting drafted where he wanted to get drafted. He went to San Diego State, which we'd already had that hooked up. And uh, he goes to San Diego State. Now now he's a burner. Yeah. You know, those are different, the terminologies. Yeah. Guys, if you're, in the, if you're in the world, you understand. And so he ends up going to San Diego State. Doesn't work out. Plays for Tony Gwynn. Grant's probably a little more committed yeah. than anybody else on his team. Yeah, a little more committed. He's going to do the and, extra, and there uh, he did a lot of the extra, and uh, it just didn't work out because they were just not what he wanted, and he ended up uh, transferring back in those days, which you can now, but he, he you could leave and go transfer to another school with no punishment, and so yeah, it had to be pre-08 because 08 was when yeah. they put in the uh, the transfer rules. Yeah, the transfer rules. So he ends up going to Cal Poly, sophomore year, goes to place for one of my dear friends, Larry Lee. And uh, phenomenal, uh, absolutely phenomenal baseball coach. He goes and plays for him. Junior year, apologize, junior year fall is when you have your, you know, now you're draft eligible, you're this, you're that, all the other things. They have uh, scouts come out and they have a fall workout day. And so there's numerous scouts there. I, I don't know, a dozen yeah. scouts there. And they're trying to look at kids and they want to run them and hit with them and do these different things, kind of get a little feedback from the kids. And Grant runs, and it's a chilly day and slow. Um, grass is, you know, a little wet, this and that. And I guess Grant goes out and runs a 6-3. Which is absolutely <laughs> flying. Yeah, yeah. We went from burner to absolutely flying. And this is all in this, you know, chance of five years. Yeah, that's, that's not but a... But he's wired the yep. way it's just like, ah, you can't run. Like yeah. I just told him, you're slow and you don't run and 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 just and he just yeah you wrote that off as not a part of his game yeah and he is flying and a uh, handful of scouts I had talked to called me and they're like, bro, we ran a six three in the cold and they were all like, okay, I'm not putting six three, I'm gonna put a six four because <laughs> no one's we just me. didn't think yeah, yeah they were just like they're all looking at each other saying he really just run a six three like like. Why don't we have this kid in earlier? You know, you yeah, just kind of you just no one know. Set right. It's just kind of that kid. And then you fast forward through the season, and uh, and I and I, I don't remember the exact spot Grant got drafted. I'm pretty sure he was the first pick in the second round. He missed the last two weekends, broken wrist, got hit by a pitch, ended up breaking a wrist, um, ended up being the Oakland A's first pick in the second round. 
but ended up winning the Triple Crown in the Big West. Yeah. Where Cal State is now. So, uh, you know, I don't know when the last time somebody went. Winning a Triple Crown in any level is unreal as a hitter. Yeah. You know, best batting average, most home runs, most RBIs. That's pretty amazing. And like I said, I just didn't think a slow kid could get fast. So now you fast forward to 2020. Yeah, what we're doing 2019, now. 2020. And Tommy says to me, I want to, you know, be this player and all this. And I said, no, you can't. You run too slow. Yeah. Like you don't run well enough. And so Tommy gets a hold of TJ and TJ puts him on a running program. To be honest with you, I truly believed he would get faster because yeah, I've seen you're that. Running, you can get well, I'd seen it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen it. I, I'd seen what happened with Grant and all the other stuff. Yeah, that was Tommy. I'm gonna say senior, that was Tommy's senior year of high school when we started working together. I would. I thought it was summer junior year going into senior yeah, year. Yeah, going into senior year. That's what I mean. So, yeah. so you give him a little summer, and then I watch his kids start running. Next thing I know, it's six in the morning on a school day, and I'm looking out my window, and I see a kid running with a parachute on the back of him. I start laughing. Yeah. And this kid is motivated to yeah. get faster. And then all of a sudden, the kid goes away, goes to college. And it was his sophomore year. And I'm talking to him. They're having full workouts. We're talking on a phone call. And he said, man, I'm the third fastest guy on the team. And I said, well, you must be the slowest team in the country. <laughs> I'm like, if you're the yeah. third fastest guy, kind of laughing yeah, in a joking yeah, matter. We have this talk. And then take the kid last summer. So he's only a junior. Yeah. He finishes his junior and he's the young junior, 20 years old. Um, he's going to work out for proteins and he's running. He runs a six, six consistently every time. Like, you know, talk to his coach and his coach just said, I've never seen him run a six, seven. I've never seen him run a six, five. You know, it's the most consistent yeah. kid running I've ever seen. He's always this, like saying, yeah. And, and, and I'm just like, slow. No, 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 no. Now, now he's a burner. He's not yeah. flying, yeah, but, but he's could, definitely a burner. He burn, yeah. And so that the dynamics of that change, and we'll get into that. To to he's a different kid. He um he is what we consider in baseball a two way kid. You know, he gets a pitch, is and he yeah. can still hit and play a position. And normally, I would say the higher percentage of those kids break away at probably sixteen. You decide yeah. whether you're a hitter or a pitcher. You get a, you get some in junior college. You get a few in the four years, but really they. I looked they up last year, last year the year before I looked up, and it said approximately three percent of Division One baseball players are two way kids. Yeah, Cal State we have I think two maybe. That's we have, we have realistically one, and we got a couple other guys that are trying. Right, there's guys that try, but you it just kind of the game will tell you you can't hit anymore. That's basically what happens. You don't see too many guys go two-way guys to straight hitters, but you see a lot of two-way guys go to straight pitchers because yeah. they just can't handle the hitting part. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Covering All Bases podcast. We encourage you to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with one of your teammates, one of your friends, or anyone else you know that is trying to get to the next level, whether that be baseball, softball, high school, college, or professional. We want to give the best information to those who need it. So please share it out. We look forward to talking to you again soon.